Welcome to Big Jim's Garage. Big Jim O'Brien with you. And a friend asked me, what is this music? Who is this band? Four feet tall and shrinking fast. This is one of those bands that should have made it and never did. Named The Daves. And the song is Old People in Cars. Becca, the lead singer, actually has the weirdest cameo ever. You'll see her for that long. If you watch Weird Science, she's the DJ at the dance scene when the nerd rips his pants. That was her big acting role. But anyway, great band called The Daves. You can look them up on SoundCloud and stuff, too. But here you go. Old people in cars. We all had a band like that. All right. Had a great opportunity from our friends at the Detroit Grand Prix here in the Motor City, where we record this, and also IndyCar, to host sort of a, a conversation, a chat with champs, as we get ready for IndyCar racing on Saturday the 6th in Texas. going to be an 8 o'clock start there. So, Scott Dixon, Joseph Newgarden, Elio Castroneves, and Graham Rahal. Conversation went all over the road, pardon the car pun. Um, but it was really interesting, their insight. Uh, well, later on, you're going to hear a, a little bit about iRacing. I got a funny feeling Graham, Ra- Graham Rahal really doesn't like iRacing. So, here we go. The video, by the way, is posted as well on our garage page. And uh, here you go. Scott Dixon, Graham Rahal. Joseph Newgarden and Elio Castroneves all join us. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Doing great. Good, thanks. Okay, so you Very guys good. know we are bringing a little bit of the – we won't have a race, but we are turning on Scott Fountain tomorrow. Sweet. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, somebody – that was one of the questions, Scott, was how cold is that fountain when you jump in it? It's uh, – as I, I think I mentioned last year, they, they definitely need to maybe implement turning the heater on. Like it's <laughs> – it's definitely you know pretty cold uh but no it, it's actually really refreshing i think you know at that point all you want to do is jump in and and uh it feels quite nice you gotta be you gotta be a little bit careful it's not as deep as you think it is you can you can hit the bottom pretty quickly well graham you had like that one in 2017 you went in both days obviously was it was it colder the second day or were you we, we didn't care at that point so when uh, the year that i won both we didn't do them uh over by the fountain it was uh the, I think Victory Lane was down on, on the, you know, by the old what media building. So um, I didn't get to partake in that, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, that was that was pre me or post me, I guess. Yes. I lost it. Yeah, I think we lost Anybody him. Else here? Really? Jim, we really? lost it. We can't hear you. We can, we can moderate this, right, boys? Elio, take yeah, it we off. Can handle this. <laughs> yeah, the, the year that I won, I was also didn't have that one either. But I did <laughs> climb the fence, so that was a different thing. So uh, we didn't. I did have a good time. That was fun. Was it well attached? <laughs> fence didn't it fall was, on you. You know, you know, in Belo, they always do a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for that. And, and Joseph, what about you? Uh, yeah, I was, it was very cold the day that I, I got in. I was actually jealous of Scott because Scott had a really nice day on Sunday. Um, but I was freezing. Like I thought I was going to get hypothermia from being in the fountain. Um, and then it was like 20 degrees warmer the next day, but, uh, he's right. It is a lot shallower than you realize. So you got to be careful. Um, you guys were starting up next week, obviously in Texas, looking forward to the starting the season up a question I had for you guys. Um, because of the condensed nature of this year, I don't want to say cautious, but are you, I mean, mistakes are obviously going to cost you more points wise and everything else. And you, you don't have as much time to make it up. Do you think about that as a driver or can you not have that in your head when you go out on the track? 
start off with Graham. Well, I, I mean, I think every race has a huge importance, but I also think just with the lack of testing, um, I think for a lot of us, I noticed that yesterday they announced there'll be a rookie um, half hour before we go and we run uh, um, in Texas. The ironic thing is I think the rookies are the only ones that have actually run this car on an oval with the arrow screen because a lot of them went tested Texas right after uh, we tested at Coda this year. So, you know, I haven't even driven the car with the arrow screen. So there's a lot to learn, I think, for everybody. Um, you know, being on top of your game is always important. Uh, in, in IndyCar nowadays, I think Joseph and, and Scott are obviously two of the best to talk about this. That You know, every single weekend has so much importance you can't throw it away. Um, you know, from the start of the year on through every weekend is, is, is extremely, extremely important uh, points wise. You know, it is certain, certainly condensed. And when you also have a condensed, you know, practice schedule and qualifying the way it's going to be at Texas and everything else, it's going to throw us all for a little bit of a loop. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Same question for you, Joseph. Uh, yeah, I would agree with Graham. You know, the, really the, the year on a whole is, is not different in that the way you try and, you know, win a championship is every weekend's important. It all adds up at the end of the day. Um, I don't think that will change. I, I do think the importance of some weekends will change, though. You know, you, right off the bat, when you look at the schedule, you have to realize that the um, Indy Grand Prix has, has two weekends. They're not together, but there's two weekends, so you need to have strength there. Iowa's a doubleheader. Um, Road America's a doubleheader, and Laguna's a doubleheader. So instead of just having one weekend um, in, in the Detroit Grand Prix where, you know, you're worried about putting things together back to back in two days, I think you've got, you've got three of those now. Um, so those are going to be very, very important weekends to get right. Um, but, you know, to, to also echo Graham's statement, I think there's, this is going to be a fascinating year in that, you know, we're probably going to have reduced track time everywhere we go. Um, it's hard to predict. We know that's, that's for sure going to be the case at, at Texas. Um, so who can, you know, make the best decisions uh, as quickly as possible and, and try and shine in that, in that environment is, I think, going to be the difference than what we've seen in the past, where people maybe they get better through a weekend with time. Um, some people are, are better off just, you know, making quick decisions and not having as, as much time to think about it. So that might change the dynamic. Scott, can you go out as a driver on the track and, and think about not losing? I mean, just can you just like, okay, don't, don't knock yourself out of this race? And still be effective as a driver? Uh, no, I think you've got to go, you know, any of the, any of the people I think that race on, on any given weekend go in with a positive mindset of, of you know, going there to win. You know, if, you, if you're not, then, you know, you probably shouldn't be there. But I think as these guys alluded to, you know, I, I think it's going to be really exciting to have a bunch of these double headers. You know, I heard there may even be a, a fourth one added uh, later in the season as well. But I think schedule-wise, you know, it's a lot more condensed, but we're almost at the same same count as we were meant to have in a regular season. It's just, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think um, you're going to have to be quick on your feet. You're going to have to be able to rebound quickly, as you know, if you if you have a bad weekend. And, and especially if you have a bad weekend on a double header, it's going to take you out of it pretty quickly with you know, the amount of competition that we have these days. But uh, I'm excited for it. You know, I'm definitely – you know, missing a lot of venues that, that uh, you know, I think have been uh, paramount and big on our schedule, and, and Detroit's definitely one of them. I wish we were, you know, uh, going to be racing there uh, this weekend, but it's just not meant to be. But, yeah, I think nothing's normal right now. you just got to go in there. you got to make the best of it, and, and hopefully uh, you can have a strong weekend. Emil, your, your experience over the years, too, and the other change, obviously, and I, I want to talk more about Detroit, but I kept thinking about this season. To run the 500 in August, 
in your mind, May is, is you know, you, you go to Indy. That's what you do as a driver. All this is different for everybody. Is it, is it that different as a driver or when you race your race, doesn't matter when it is or where it is? Well, basically, uh, the only way for us uh, uh, to think about it uh, it's my, is the weather. It's going to be a little bit warmer than probably uh, what would be sometimes in, in in May. But even we have the opportunity in May as well. That was super hot. So, but in case of a mindset, because May and, and August, I don't think there is much of a of a difference to be honest. Um, and, um, and 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 I agree. Actually, everybody's talking about you know uh, being a double header and and the championship being a little bit shorter. In the end of the day, it's it's a championship. Uh, that maybe it's going to be a situation that. Uh, some people might take a lot of risk. It might be, it might, it might, it might work really well. And uh, but it will definitely be an exciting championship for IndyCar for sure. Um, and uh, see what happens. Now, uh, some of the questions we've been getting from people: chat with the hashtag, chat with the champs. Uh, some of them came in here. Let me see. Um, uh, Ilio, once I got you here, describe your most memorable win with Team Penske outside of the 500. Oh wow! I would have started with my first win ever in, uh, which was Detroit uh, Belle Isle uh, in 2000. It was an amazing. Uh, uh, it, for me, it was a uh, vivid. You know, the memory is still like yesterday. I guess when you do your first one, you're so excited, so happy that you never gonna forget. And uh, that probably would be the one of them. Uh, another one that came in for all all four of you. Um, what is the thing you love about driving in the Motor City? Driving in Detroit. Uh, we'll start off with Graham on this one. Well, I mean, I think what I love the most is, uh, first, off, first off, the heritage of just uh, racing and cars in the Motor City. It's, it's the mecca in, in this country uh, and really around the world, I think, um, in many respects. So to be there, to be a part of it, obviously what Roger has done there in the last handful of years, I mean, it's that, that track is, while it's still rough and everything else, it's, uh, it's a lot better than it once was. So, you know, the character of it, I, for me, winning there was, that track is so challenging. It's challenging physically. It's challenging mentally to hit your marks, to make no mistakes, the concrete patches, to hit them at the right angles, all of those things. So to be able to conquer that and be able to win there was extremely once, let alone obviously twice in that weekend was extremely special, you know, for me and every year it's, uh, it's, I think as Dixie said, honestly, uh, Detroit's one of the, the races I look forward to the most um, each and every year. Joseph, I heard the word um, challenging. There's a point where the track, it, it is evolving here in Belle Isle, but it's still got to have that character to it. That, 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 that's what makes it interesting, more interesting for us as fans than I'm sure for you as drivers, right? Yeah, definitely. You know, difficult tracks are, are fun to drive. And I think Belle Isle is, is one of the trickiest as, as far as, you know, figuring out how to get the most out of the car, get the most out of yourself, um, you know, just to – echo Graham again like mentally it's a very taxing event you know it's physical it beats you up I mean there's there's not a more difficult street circuit that I think we go to than Belle Isle and when you have a you know a heavy challenge I think you enjoy that the most as a driver because it, it gives more opportunity um, to get it right and and hopefully shine through with you know a little bit of grit and ingenuity to, to make the car right and to physically outlast your competitors and that's why I've always liked Belle Isle. It's, it's a grind. I mean, it is hard coming off the month of May and you know, mentally you're already taxed, a little bit taxed and it really gets put to the test when you come to Belle Isle. And it's, it's a great event. It's a great city. It's the, it's the motor city. Um, it's, it's special to us, you know, because it's, it's team Penske's backyard. It's Chevrolet's backyard. So we always want to do well. There's a little extra, um, 
umph to get it right in almost your home turf. But it, it, it's, it's a great event. I mean, when I think of iconic events, Belle Isle is up there with, you know, the thousand Detroit Grand Prix volunteers that come there. I mean, you, you can't beat the volunteers that are at the event. They, they are the best that you will find any any other race weekend. So they, they do make it very, very special coming to town. And uh, Scott, the same question for you. But one thing I know that we've all talked separately in, in interviews in the past that if Indy is more mental, it's, it seems like that coming in a, a normal year, coming to Detroit, it's almost a polar opposite. Still, there's a mental component to it, but it's so physical that you guys, and doing back-to-back races, it's so demanding on you guys. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for all of us here, you know, the best part of, of you know, doing the, do- the duel in Detroit is, is winning. You know, that's what, what we go there to do. And, and uh, I think the, the polarization that you have coming from, you know, the, the, the largest sporting, one-day sporting event in the world in Indianapolis and, and being, you know, high speed on a super speedway, and then going to Detroit, which is, you know, typically very physical. As Graham mentioned, it's quite bumpy. It's, it's uh, you know, you're fighting between concrete walls. So, you know, that's what IndyCar is really about. And, and that is the, the, the polar opposite ends of, of the spectrum that we get to go through, uh, you know, just over, you know, five or six day period. So for me, it's um, one of the most challenging tracks. You know, we've, we've been lucky enough to, to win there uh, over the course of, of, you know, a few years and, and when the tracks even changed in, in uh, some layouts. But, uh, again, to, to you know, sort of give kudos to to what Roger and all his people do there. You know, it's it's a fantastic facility, and and uh, what it's gone through and the changes, especially uh, with activation and the people that are involved. You know, it's uh, it's a real pleasure to race there, and, and looking forward to getting back there next year. Now, Elio, Detroit was your first win, right? Yes, Detroit uh, was my first ever win in the in the car series, and uh, pretty much echo what those guys are saying. But I, I can't I can't say and add something else. It's uh, it's just a testimony of uh, how incredible IndyCar drivers are in terms of an athlete. You know, people don't realize when you do a double header, one race is already extremely hard. Now, when you have a second race on the second day, it is abs- You have you you don't have a time to recover, and that shows how incredible we have to be. Not only, you know, people think, oh, it's just driving a car. you got to be driving the car. you got to be sharp uh, to make sure that you make the right decision because in Detroit, as everybody say, it's very bumpy, very challenging, and uh, any mistakes is costly. Now, a couple things we mentioned. We're going to have the, uh, the Scott Fountain will be on tomorrow. Thanks to our friends at DTE Energy for doing this. And then also over the weekend on Detroit Grand Prix, um, our, our, all our social media will be doing our virtual Grand Prix um, videos from you guys from our drivers fantasy laps your choice of car driver etc but the cool is the cool thing is every time somebody retweets it 10 bucks goes to the bell isle conservancy for all the improvements that we've seen on bell isle so fantasy lap if you could take any car on bell isle any car and you could drive against anybody be creative as you want get robbie gordon to put the trucks out there again with the ramps graham who what kind of car are you taking out there and who you're running against well i drove my fantasy laps in 2017 and I haven't had a car that good there since, so I'll probably go back. Um, you know, honestly, these guys in this group are pretty good ones to race against. You know, you think back in, in the history of this sport, you're hard-pressed to find guys. Uh, you won't find a guy better than Scott Dixon. You find, you know, Elio was has always been a great competitor. Guys won a ton of race, obviously. And in the, in the modern times, you know, Joseph has been there at each and every weekend. So – you know, in that line, that second race for me in 2017 to keep Joseph behind us, we knew the fire that they had, as he mentioned, particularly with 
you know, with being in Rogers' backyard and, and obviously Chevy and everything else, the day before Honda had swept the podium, and we know that was adding a little fuel to their fire. And so uh, to be able to fend him off after the red flag was pretty special. So give me that 17 car again, and uh, I'll go to battle. I've always wanted to wonder what it would be like to race against Roger Penske, like when he before he became moved over and got got from behind the, behind the wheel. To, to race a young Roger. You could Roger. probably ask Kanan. Kanan's been doing it so long. <laughs> what about you, Elio? Who, who would be – so if you could take any car you want on the Belle Isle track, you could take any driver and go out there and run, past or present, who would it be? And what would you do? I, I, I would say would it be uh, Rick Mears. You know, Rick Mears is the – it's an incredible guy. I have a, pl- a privilege to be work with him. Um, uh, everywhere is actually when I started at Penske and uh, still working with him. So it would be him, uh, uh, probably one of the, the beasts, you know, the, uh, the 1994 Penske car. Uh, I actually drove that car in the Goodwood once, and I noticed how incredible power for that car was. And uh, it would be interesting to see him and I on those cars. And uh, actually everyone, because it, it would definitely – it will definitely show who has the, you know, the capability and talents to stay off the walls, and I'd probably not be one of them. <laughs> what about you, Joseph? Uh, yeah, you know, I think I'd, I'd probably have to be driving my, my 2019 Hitachi car because um, that's, that's the best car I've ever had around Detroit, and it was, it was almost a magical weekend, um, kind of like Rams last year. We weren't able to, to win both, which was disappointing, but, man, the car was so good. Um, you know, as far as a, a, a driver that I would have loved to get in a shot to, to run against probably would be Mario. You know, I, I, I see Mario every weekend at the track, and I don't know how he doesn't age. Like, he just seems to get cooler the older he is. But, you know, to be back in, in times with him and, and see how he drove and to drive against someone like him, that, that would have been pretty cool. You know, we don't have that opportunity nowadays. But um, uh, I, I just would have loved to, you know, been back in that era with those guys and, and see how the racing was. Scott, same question. Uh, well, so tough. You know, I've had some great cars there. Had some, uh, you know, tremendous competitors. I think throughout the years, I, I, you know, definitely the early years, and that I was in kart, maybe in in, in two thousand one. You know, that car was a lot of fun to drive around there. But maybe uh, early seventies, Can Am car, Bruce McLaren. You know, that kind of era, I think, would be uh, would it'd be pretty incredible around that circuit. But you know, as as what Graham said, you know, the, the competition that we have now and, and how, how difficult and, and how tough it is to get, you know, get it right in IndyCar right now, the competition is through the roof. But I think everybody would love to have a go with uh, with AJ Foyt too. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for, for the one lap you stayed out there with him before something <laughs> exactly. happened, right? <laughs> um, I, I do want to say one thing before, and thank you so much to all of you for your time. We still got some, some time left here. But um, Graham, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, right. Congrats. Congrats. Man. Huge. You guys Thank have you. advice for him? I mean, the expecting father, the expecting father here, and any advice raising your kids as a driver? <laughs> I'm going to bow out. I don't have kids, so I got no <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're next. You're next. Though, you're yeah. next. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, no. What are you, wow. Scott? you have some advice for him? Um, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it, man. It's it's uh, you, you you probably don't think you have much time now, so just just wait until that day arrives, man. You really got no time. Uh, but no, it's you're gonna love it, man. It's it's the best thing that you're doing in your life. So congrats, man. It's awesome. It's so funny that uh, uh, Scott goes like, uh, you know, first first he actually like, ah, uh, so anyway, no, 
Hey, I didn't know, teammate. That's great that you are. You're going to be a father. I'm yeah, surprised thanks, you, which man. is good. That looks like it's still working. That's a good job for you, man. I thought you wanted to be Wait a minute, Elio. You've been you've been saying that you're like the entertainment at home during this quarantine, right? <laughs> oh man, I've been I've been the PE uh, teacher out there. Actually, I've been fired two times already, but I, I keep coming back. And uh, no, but let me tell you, Graham, you're gonna be a great father. You're gonna have so much fun. I tell you, it's um, and uh, you might slow down a little bit. That's what happens, you know. But in the end of the day, now you're gonna you uh, everyone in your family is gonna have a great time. So congratulations. Do you guys? Do you guys ever catch yourself like? You guys ever say things like, you know, you're gonna be about to get black flagged? Do you ever use racing terms (laughs) for your parenting in that one? I do a lot of the yellow, yellow. I mean, every time something happens, yellow, yellow, yellow. But that's all. That's all I got. Um. Are you guys starting to ramp up for this? I mean, mentally, obviously. I, I wanted to mention iRacing real quick because it's something that we all as fans watched. And, and I think we most fans, as they watched it, understood it's not real racing. There was a point where, like, well, if I can do that, I can go out there and run with them. No. But um, is there anything that we can take away from it as fans? Was there something that you were surprised by? Maybe it was more realistic than you expected? Uh, Joseph, were you I don't doing- know. I mean, man. Yeah, Joseph, go ahead. No, no, Graham, you you were talking. It's good, man. <laughs> I look. I thought it was. Uh, I think that's the hardest thing about it. The common misconception is, hey, if I can drive an iRacing, I can drive the real thing. And I think everybody kind of dealt with that. And you know, but it, it, well, first of all, I had fun at certain events. I thought the oval events were were good. I thought Motegi was fun. Obviously, Indy was was pretty good there in the end. Um, I, I thought that it was. It was taking a lot of time, you know, I mean, for, for a lot of us who aren't really sim racers or haven't done it, you know, to get to the level where you're really good at it, it takes a considerable amount of time to learn all the little tricks to be good, you know, and I'm not sure that I've got enough patience to dedicate to it, but it filled a void for our sponsors. You know, the, the ratings were good enough to where I think in, from a sponsor standpoint, it filled a little bit of a gap and clearly for the fans, it gave them something to laugh at and have fun. But the rivalries that it probably created, uh, God knows, you know, like I said, hopefully it all stays away from the real racetrack, but uh, you never know. Yeah, no uh, no right turns on the last lap, none of those moves? At Indy? Uh, probably probably not. Uh, good, yeah. Same thing for you guys. <laughs> no, I mean, because we, we always were, uh, I, like I said, I think most fans who are watching this, if if we consider ourselves knowledgeable, we, we fans of IndyCar, we knew it wasn't real, but it was fun to see you guys go out there and do it. But you're right. Some people took it way too seriously. Like, relax. It's, you know, doing that. Um, where are you guys mentally right now getting ready for next week? I mean, are you are you getting out of the at-home quarantine exercise and trying to get into that race week? Is there such a thing? Definitely. I, I think, um, you know, you, you almost had to force yourself to stay in the right mindset, uh, particularly at the, the beginning of this um, you know, stay at home order. I think that was, that was the hardest part was the first couple of weeks where, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to say hopeless, but you, it just was a strange, it was a strange uh, mental space to be in where, you know, we weren't sure uh, when the next race would be. We weren't sure when, we, you know, if we'd get back out, you know, now we have something to work towards, but even before we had something to work towards, I think you had to force yourself to, you know, to stay fit, to stay sharp, to stay connected. It's really easy to, to get disconnected from your team in a situation like this. So, like everybody, a lot of a lot of Zoom calls, um, 
FaceTime, whatever, whatever you're using. I think trying to stay connected to your, to your team so that, you know, when you get back going again, you, you haven't just, you know, not said hi to each other in three months. And, and now we're just about ready to go do it. And, and it's going to be for real. You know, everyone, everyone's got to remember that too. We, we go back out now. We've been living in uh, fantasy land for the last three months. There's, there's no reset button. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the real deal and we got to get back down to business. So definitely, definitely ready to go. I think all of us are, are probably chomping at the bit to get there next weekend. That's a good point, though. And, Scott, I mean, there is no preseason. You're, you're out there next Saturday night. It's, it's game on. Yeah, I think that, that was the hardest part. You know, I think all about preseason and prep and, you know, even, even testing and everything like that. And everybody was geared up to go. You're at the track Thursday, and then you kind of told Friday morning that it, that it wasn't going to happen. And I think so that was the, the hardest part. I think now we've had a long time to kind of consume everything that's going on. Uh, again, there's not a whole lot of anything that's normal right now. So, you know, all of us just want to get back racing. And, and uh, I think kudos to, to the motorsport industry and, and trying to get back as quick as possible. And obviously, you know, working with, you know, each government locally is, is going to be challenging, I think, throughout this next phase. But, um, you know, I think with, with uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, they've done a good job of, you know, maintaining uh, all the team meetings each week and, and you know, we've we've had a fair amount of time on the sim and, and trying to just make sure that we're carrying on with everyday stuff that we would be to prep and get ready. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of unknowns. Texas will be interesting. You know, the tires maybe not going to be completely right and there's sessions that are a bit funky and, and things like that. But it, racing far outweighs anything else that we can do right now. So I think all of us are just super excited to get back on track Leo, same thing for, I mean, like with Texas, your experience there over the years to start off there. Is that a tough track? I mean, oval, obviously, but is it a tough track? Because it looks like you guys are driving around like slot cars on that thing. Yeah, you'll definitely, um, those guys have, um, well, they're professional. Obviously, everybody's going to start clicking right away. It might take a few laps to, uh, to get used to after so many, um, so many months out of the car. But um, I guarantee it's going to be an amazing show. Everybody's going to try their best. It's a great point about the virtual racing versus reality now. People got to remember that, that um, you got to lift in the corner because uh, if, if you don't lift, you're definitely going to end up in the wall and it's not going to be pretty. So um, I'm definitely going to be watching and, um, and, uh, and cheer for the Penske boys. Sorry about you guys, but Penske boys are yeah, boys I have a <laughs> so Graham, are, are you? Is your mindset changing this week? Do you feel like you're you're getting back into this thing where like you you know you you got to like when are you flying out to Texas and and are you already in that mode? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody is. It's um, it it is a challenge. I think as everybody, all these guys have said, it's so hard. You know, we're used to ramping up to a season and and then you get to St. Pete and it all feels right. You know, you've tested at Sebring or wherever it may have been, and you're in race mode. Obviously, in this case. You know, none of us have been in a car for months. I mean, whether you've been in the sim or not, the visual of real life is about to hit us, and it's going to hit us fast. I mean, Texas is not – Texas is no joke anyway. Uh, and then to, to do it as your first and with an hour of practice is going to be a challenge. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody, the fans included – I know no fans are going to be there, but it's a breath of fresh air to see racing back on track. And, um, you know, everybody's everybody's ready to get going. So, um you know, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's going to be a massive challenge. Obviously, we talk about the aero screen. That's going to be a big part of this. As Dixie talked about the tires, you know, Joseph and I did the tire test last fall. Uh, and, you know, what I see from the tires that were picked, it's going to be an interesting combination. Um, so that's going to be a question mark for everybody. Um, and just the period of time. I mean, there's no not much practice, you know, and then you qualify with what you're going to race. 
cargoes in the impound and off you go. So it's going to be an interesting night, but um, I, I think everybody is really looking forward to it. And obviously experience, I really do think is going to help. So everybody that's in this chat, I think, you know, should have a pretty good chance when we go down there. Again, um, we can't say enough, everybody here in the Motor City, to all of you for taking time out as you do get ready to get back on the track there. And again, Scott Fountain will be open tomorrow on Friday. And thanks to our friends at DT Energy for making that possible. I don't know for you guys, but for us here in Detroit, those little things like that, those little victories mean a lot to us that we got the fountain on, some sense of normalcy and you guys being back on the track. And then, of course, over the course of this weekend, follow along the virtual Grand Prix when you retweet it, 10 bucks goes to the Belle Isle Conservancy. And um, one last question. If we were going to do a Roger Penske movie, who plays him? Ooh. Young Roger Penske? Young or old. You're, you're, you and I have talked about this before, Joseph. You, you, you were kind young of – Young Roger Penske. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably choose like Ryan Gosling for young Roger Penske. I don't know. That just seems right. He'd probably nail that. <laughs> what about Clooney? Um, I'm not a man. No? That's a tough one. Yeah, that yeah, is I tough. I yeah. got that answer. I don't even want to try to find someone to uh, to uh, actually. Uh, I not even want to try to find someone to actually uh, do Roger. So I prefer to stay out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Elio, I, I have one more question before we go. We wrap this up. Um, someone we had a, a friend of mine wanted to know. They said, "Do you ever go to a wedding and not have to dance with everybody there?" It's a big challenge now, my friend. Uh, every time, not only weddings, but every any type of party. People look at me, that's the dance champ coming over, and here we go. i, I got to show my moves. <laughs> hey, it's a compliment, dude, man. It's pretty awesome. It's okay. I, I, if I have a little, a little, a little tequila, I can, I can do well. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good to know for next year when you guys are here. Not yeah, sometime during the course of the week. After the race. After the race. Absolutely. Scott Dixon, Graham Ray Hall, Elio Castroneves, and Joseph Newgarden. Thank you so much. Our chat with the champs on behalf of the Detroit Grand Prix. You guys are the best. Stay safe out there. We will see you soon here in Belle Isle next year. And uh, all the best. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There we go. That was a really interesting chat. It was fun to see how they all kind of played off each other. And Elio being the um, – how would you describe Elio at this point? He's, he's the granddad of all of them, the respect that they show to him. And you know he's going to be there in August at the Indy 500. You know he will be there. He's already thinking about that, too. So uh, a lot of fun there. Well, more of that. Thanks so much for checking the Big Jim's Garage, B-Pod Studios. Subscribe at B-Pod Studios wherever you subscribe for podcasts. You can hit me up on Twitter locally here in Detroit at WCSX Jim. Suggestions. Uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk to the guy who broke the Cannonball Run record. There's a new documentary called Apex. We're going to talk with him. He made it from New York to L.A. in 28 hours. So he'll be on. I do have to mention one thing before we get out of here. Did a review of the Toyota Corolla XSE. To all my friends in the American auto industry, you screwed up. You got rid of the small cars way too soon. This car is under $30,000. Adaptive cruise control, JBL sound system, incredibly comfortable. I got 37 miles to the gallon, and it it, it goes. It's got some giddy-up. You can get to 0 to 60 in under 8 seconds. In a small car, that's no small feat. We Did we learn nothing? If you go back to the 70s, read your history about how the foreign car companies, especially the Japanese car companies, made their inroads with the American cars when nobody would build small cars. We're doing it again. We've gotten rid of small cars, and we're going to screw ourselves here. That's a great car. So are our friends at Toyota, man. A plus. A plus. 
That's not the Corolla I remember growing up. That is a great car. And because of the coronavirus, 25 to 34, that demographic, they're no longer thinking about Ubers and stuff like that because it's not safe. It's gone up 35% of the cars that they want to buy. Just saying. If you're looking for a small car, you can't go wrong with a Corolla. Seriously. Damn. Look good, too. Well, I'm 6'5". I look like a gorilla driving it, but still. Anyway, check it out. All right, you guys be good. Talk to you soon.